With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. We put this festival on you bastards with a lot of love. We work for one year for you pigs. And you want to break our walls down? And you want to destroy it? Well, you go to hell. It's the Fatback 4. It's, I don't know, make up whatever episode you want. I've genuinely forgotten again. Uh, I'm Gav, as usual. Ian, as usual. Matt, as usual. Chris is the reason we're late. He was ironing that jacket from 1984. Um, <laughs> here we go. Southampton nil, Liverpool 2. Great win. Great professional win. Um, especially considering everything else that's gone on the weekend. Ian, I'm going to come to you first. I always do. Um, the lineup. Didn't really throw up many, many surprises. Well, not in my opinion, but for you, were you happy with the lineup? Especially the centre half thing again. I think people were going on about that, you know. Yeah, I think I was all right with the lineup. I, I think any other team, I think maybe Lovren would have started over Matty, but I, I just don't think uh, Lovren. The last time he played there, didn't he get brought off that early? He had a bit of a stinker, didn't he? When he was getting booed to pieces two seasons ago, yeah. It was a two seasons, so I think maybe that's the reason why he didn't start. Uh, midfield, yeah, he, he's made some noises through the week, hasn't he, about managing Henderson's game time and stuff. So I think Henderson will be playing Wednesday. Uh, yeah, so I, front three picked themselves. Uh, yeah, sound. I, I didn't think Robertson would start over. Sorry, I didn't think Moreno would start over Robertson. 
and Gomez is still injured. So it, the, the only the only contentious one is your centre half in it, but clean sheet vindicated. Yeah, it was. Um, that was the only really one that done it for me during the week was the centre half call. Um, you're right, Henderson was was talk about being rested. Um, Lallana was only coming back. Matt, um, you're always Mister Positive for smashing these, for doing this, for doing that. When the lineup comes out, are you happy and confident as you always are? Yeah, mate, it's nothing to get knickers and twist about on there, really. As uh, I was touching on the centre-back, but Lovren hasn't had a good game at Southampton or against Southampton for, since he's been at us. So maybe maybe that was in Klopp's thoughts. I don't know. Massive's all right, um, especially if he's going to be sat next to Van Dijk. Just like Lovren's improved, it's going to improve Matip as well. Yeah, I can see you shaking your head. You know what I think, Ma- anyway. Yeah, yeah. Neither of them are what we want, are they? But at the end of the day, they're both much of a muchness to me. Uh, Lovren can have a good week. Well, an OK week. Massive can have an OK week. So whoever partners Van Dijk, I'm not really too asked about. It's good that Carrier seems like he's now getting a bit more confidence. We're getting a, um, we're get, getting a consistent couple of people in front of him so uh, he's playing well and you'll see well you saw during the game he, I think it was his best one of his best games for us this season um, so yeah it's just good to start keeping the same people together midfield the only worry is uh, <laughs> I hope that doesn't mean Milner's rested for midweek Porter yeah that, that, honestly that was my first first thought like if Hendo and Milner are out does that mean they're in at the week in the week I I I'd, I'd like to hope not. Um, before I get to your grades, I just want to say, um, obviously we're live on Periscope, people are watching, we're going to try our best throughout this to pick up on comments, comment on them, um, get the discussion going. Whatever comment you have, throw them in, random questions, do whatever you want, um, share the broadcast, get it out there, more people will join in and we'll have a bit of a laugh as we go along as usual. Grizz, um, back to the lineup. Um The lads are happy. Uh, Matt's only concern is that um, Milner's just you know, relaxing himself for uh, Porto during the week. Um, are you happy enough with, with the way we lined up? Um, I know you're not. You're like me. You're not Matt's biggest fan, but um, were you confident enough anyway? Yeah. Look, the, the rest of the lineup, as Ian said, it kind of picked itself. I mean, we knew that Ox and Ginny have had a nice rest for a couple of weeks now, haven't they? They have not played much in the last couple of weeks, and so I did suspect that their legs will be sort of needed in this kind of game because Southampton's strongest part of the team is their midfield. They've got like quite handy, good midfielders in there. So I thought he'd gonna he thought he's gonna bring in uh Oxenjuni for the midfield. Hendal, you know, with the injury situation being rested, you know, Chan did look tired. but Chan I think is our only other option at six, isn't he, realistically? Chan and Hendo or Chan or Hendo. So Chan was kind of yeah going to play all the time. Matip and Lovren and Clavin's injured, but Matip and Lovren, yeah, it's a toss-up. Some people prefer Lovren, some people prefer Matip. It, it's a, you know, I, I would like to see some consistency, as we've said, spoke before about the centre-backs. I, I wasn't too keen on him sort of keep rotating these centre-backs, but uh, uh, Matip drives me off the wall, Gav, you know this, and I, I know the same yeah. of you as well. I mean, Viv, thank God for VVD putting on an absolute masterclass because he was he was he was playing on his own at the back. I mean, Matip was sort of throwing his lanky arms around, right, pretending he's shouting and organising. But 
he wasn't in any positions himself. And um, I thought Rob, Robbo and um, Trent were fucking fantastic auxiliary wingbacks almost, which makes the performance of Van Dijk even even better. The fact that he was sort of controlling the back whilst our fullbacks were, you know, playing as as wingbacks basically both of them. So yeah, uh, the rest of the selection team selection picks itself, but it was just that that Matip Lovren scenario. Yeah, for me, um, the goalkeeper, you know, that's the way it is. Um, I've seen one comment come in there saying hopefully um, Klopp doesn't revert to this rotation where, you know, Matt or Mignolet was league goalkeeper and Carries was doing Champions League. Hopefully he doesn't stay like that and, you know, puts Mignolet back in for Champions League during the week. I've just seen one comment on that. Um, we might get to that later on when we, when we look ahead a little bit to Porto. Um, the back four... Yeah, Trent has to play Gomez. It still has a slight knock. I was glad to see Robertson stayed in because Moreno is back fit and they may have seen this as a chance to get him a game if we're going to be attacking for most of it. Um, Grizz, I'm not Matt's biggest fan, but I actually agreed with him playing today because I don't think Lovren has the head for playing away to Southampton. That, that's just the way I think. I think he goes off. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think that was probably... I mean, we're guessing, obviously, Klopp's mind, but I think probably that was in the back of his Klopp's mind like in terms of, you know... Two two centre backs going back to their former former club could be a bit uh, you know yeah uh, one of them you know temperamental but yeah look at the end of the day clean sheet done the job yeah no it's I just yeah. I'm not Matt's biggest fan but I think he didn't have that extra burden on him that Lovren has had and I think Lovren is the one yeah. that's targeted most for the abuse by Southampton fans so I think that might have been a smart move on on our part midfield yeah I think it picks itself as Matt said the rest in Henderson and um, I think with the numbers we have at the minute picks itself and the front three picks itself as well but look um, on to the game um, Ian I'll come back to you um, sorry no I'm not going to come to you Ian first I want to come to Matt on this first goal because he's had a lot to say at the start about it um, Matt six minutes in the perfect start it's a ball by Trent the defender should deal with it and doesn't and then Salah decides that he doesn't need eyes because he can just do it without eyes and he doesn't have to look anywhere he just needs to know how to play the ball and for me, it's a very, very underrated finish by Firmino as well. Coming across him and taking it on what would be considered his weaker foot, I think it's a, it's a cracking finish. Yeah, it's it's what them two have been doing all season, really. Um, their link up. It, I was saying it before. It, it almost seems like Manny is not a part of the party at the moment, even though he's still scoring and assisting. Not not as much as them two, obviously, but he's still doing it. Uh, he just doesn't seem to be clicking like them two are. Uh, you'll see as well where they are swapping rounds and you see Salah up front in the nine position for a lot of the game and Firmino's out on the right, whereas Mane doesn't seem to be doing that. So them two just seem to have this understanding and that's that's why he doesn't have to look when he's running through. I mean, I, I tweeted out earlier, when a guy has that quality, he, can just, he just knows where the other players are and, and that's what it was and he knows Firmino's going to be running in. And if he's not, he, he knows someone else is. Because that's what we do. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Could you lift in there ahead of Chris? I, I know she's still uh, <laughs> It wasn't even your tweet, but I love it. Um, it's, I, I really feel like you're standing the podcast now because that's, that's, that's done it for me. Um, sorry, somebody has said there that it was probably the uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain that plays the ball. They're probably right. It was just the position it was played from. I had uh, Trent in the head. It was probably Oxlade-Chamberlain. Either way, the defender doesn't deal with it. Grace, um, as Matt said, 
that's it. He doesn't need eyes. He doesn't need the look. He just Salah is just. We're running out of things to say about him. We say this every week, but it's a it's a perfect start, isn't it? Especially against a team that we're probably looking to, to sit kind of deep and hopefully hit us later on in the game to get that goal out of the way. Opens it up for us from early on, doesn't it? No, absolutely. The, the, they they did revert to their usual Southampton formation when they play against us, which is like near enough three bloody DMs because they dropped that Sufian Buffao, I think, is an attacker, and they brought in that um, Holberg, Pierre Holberg or something, isn't it? So they, they play this Lamina, Holberg and Ward-Prowse who are pretty much all three deep, deep midfielders. So, you know, they were reverting back to type. And obviously Pellegrino has been a bit under pressure at home as well. So... You know, the early goal always helps us. As we, How many times have we said when we get that early goal, we're probably, along with City, the best team in the league to capitalise on that, usually, you know. And um, again, I mean, people talk about it was a, a bit of a mistake from the, from the, the, def- the, from the defender. Yeah. But I tell you what, it's, it's, it's the sheer fear factor of Salah. It's this fear that Salah's got anywhere when he's around defenders, centre backs, left backs in that you know in that in that area where defenders absolutely crap themselves. So he kind of forces a lot of errors in this in this type of scenarios. And look, as Matt, great point, Matt, uh, what made about sort of you know Salah knowing you know the great players have that vision into because it makes a big difference. Because obviously, um, I gave an example of Sterling yesterday for City where he kind of. Telegraphs. He looks and sees who's there. Salah kind of knew that as soon as the as soon as the ball was into his path, he knew kind of uh, it's an almost telepathic understanding he's got with Firmino and at times Mane, and uh, it, it gives it, it's that big difference between sort of the defender blocking it, knowing that that's exactly what Salah's going to do, or Salah sort of pretending he's going to go on the outside of him and just playing that ball inside. I thought it was a very underrated assist. Obviously, we're going to go on to the the amazing assist, but this was a very underrated assist from Salah. Oh yeah, when we get on to the amazing assist, I'm definitely going to Matt Forst and anything you've said, I'm going to get Matt to say it first and then we'll have this all going on again. Ian, um, the lads are right. Um, Grizz says there that the fear factor of, of Salah, um, if you watch, if Hoyt doesn't get a touch on that actually, it, it's probably a safer situation. Um, he slows the ball down perfectly for Salah and he's away and the defenders don't know where to go because they're just thinking he's just going to run straight at goal because he's that fast. And, He's so quick in his, in his thinking to put it into Firmino. For me, I wanted to talk to you more about the finish, though, because, you know, Firmino's been talked about, about his finishing on and off this season. But is that 20 goals now for the season? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. 20? Yeah. And the finish, it, it crosses his <laughs> body. Because I, just, I, just, I think Ian has just given up. Um, I think he's blown away. But I, just, that, uh, I, I think he's blown away. I just... Yeah, you just asked me if it was 20 goals. I said, yeah, I didn't know what else to elaborate with that. All oh, right, after the next <laughs> goal. One um, more than 19, yeah. Yeah, Gav's <laughs> one more than 19. If it was 24, <laughs> that was, it's his 24th. That was supposed week. to be for Matt, really. It's his 24th next <laughs> week. Um, but no, but no the, the finish is what got me. Um, for, a, for a lad that's seen as predominantly right-footed and not supposedly the best finisher around, to take that coming across his body on his left foot, I think shows somebody that's a better finisher than we think and also a very, very confident player in what he's doing. Yeah, that's the key word there. It's confidence in it. He's, he's obviously got the technique and the ability to do it. But uh, straight across, he, he could have, you know what I mean, out of form a player like that. He may, there's another player alongside him, isn't there? Isn't there another player coming in as well? Yeah, Mane. Uh, yeah. Mane, yeah. So, you know what I mean? And 
out of form, out of confidence. He might have took a touch. He might have tried something else, but he's he's put it exactly where he wanted with his wrong foot down into the corner, top draw. He's playing at an extremely high level at the moment, Bobby Firmino. Salah get, Salah's getting all the praise because of the extra goals. And Firmino's getting praise to an extent. But he, he's absolutely at the peak of his powers at the minute. Like. Ian, did you hear that? Almost um, absolute mistake by Martin Tyler when he came out of his mouth where he said, uh, I think Firmino's a remarkable player. Did anyone pick up on that? Yeah, and then he, he shit himself. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what else he said though? At one point, when Liverpool took the lead, he went something along the lines of, "Oh, they took the lead. Uh, sometimes that's not a good thing." Yeah, I was he's like, a fucking, "He's a fucking wanker." I was. I, I actually God. went. Did, I could, the Ali Golden helps us now. I couldn't yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, "What fucking team doesn't want to score?" Do you know what I mean? The man's a fucking idiot. But yeah. the, like the the the, the link up between Salah and Firmino, like you say, we'll talk about you the goal in a bit. They've also they've got like a thing going on where they seem to be reading to this game perfectly. Like the way Gerard had with Torres, he knew where Torres was going to be when he picked the ball up. I think Suarez and Coutinho were developing it a bit towards the end as well. And they just seem to have that. Do you know what I mean? I think Mane gets by a bit on his raw raw ability and his raw power. Those two seem on the mentally on the same wavelength. You know what I mean? Top top to roll, man. Top to roll. Um. The lead is a good thing. Um, I think the game settles down a bit after that. Apparently not. Apparently not. Unless you're Martin Tyler and you're deep. Oh, Liverpool are fucked. They've took the lead. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin Tyler will try and tell you it's better when Liverpool go behind. It's much better for the club. <laughs> In the long run, it's, it's much better for the club. Um, the game settles down. I think Liverpool are always a threat. But Matt, Southampton come back into it for about 15, 20 minutes. And they have it not under the cosh, but they're, they're getting the odd chance here and there. And I want to come on to Loris Karius. Um, he makes one or two decent saves, doesn't he? Um, one you'd expect him to make, but as a Liverpool goalkeeper, you're still kind of, oh, he's done that. He's actually made that save. So um, there's one in particular where Southampton get in behind. He comes out and narrows the angle and makes a good save. What did you make of Karius overall today? that me? Yeah, that's you. Matt is your name. Sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got that straight. Uh, yeah, brilliant. He's coming on, leaps and bounds. Uh, I always said, give him a run in the team and he'll be a lot better than that flat-headed cunt that we got. Um, he he was one of the best keepers in Germany. <laughs> Xenophobe. He was one of the best keepers in Germany. So, like, he, he's not just... He's He's got it, he's got it. I think his biggest thing was lack of confidence. I didn't even think he played that uh, bad when we dropped him last year after 10 games. The last game... When we dropped him, he made a couple of howlers in that one game, but the actual run overall, I thought he was pretty good. Uh, so I think it was unfair for him to be dropped, but now he's come back in. I think he feels like he's earned his place rather than just coming in and, and playing. So now that he's got that and he's got a more settled back four in front of him, especially with someone like Van Dyke, he, he's just playing a lot better. And the things he, he was outside his box most of the time. He was playing like a sweeper for us, which is great when we play our high line. Because um, even though Van Dijk's quick and he cover back, when you've got Carriers just sitting there picking things up, it, it's fantastic. It's what we need. Fucking Mix will be standing in his own net thinking about coming out. Um, yeah, and, and now he's starting to actually save shots as well, which is another bonus for oh, a keeper. Uh, <laughs> always helps, doesn't it? I think he made uh, those four shots on target this this. Uh, this game and no goals. So. But can I can I balance that up, Matt? No, yeah. Matt's Matt's praise 
of uh, Carrius. That jacket is blonde, you know, by the way. And I'll, you know, I'll try to find an orange one to kind of match the the orange red, uh, the orange uh, kit that Liverpool yeah, playing. You, well, you start well, off one of them uh, well, big blow up mascots in America. But anyway, I'm talking Matt, so shut up. Anyway. So basically, right? No, but because Matt's, Matt's, Matt's praising Carrius and fair, fair play to Carrius. He done he he done most things right, but I thought there was a there was a sort of I think it happened within a minute where he done a do you see that punch gap where it barely went anywhere and that could have cost us that was just you know in a nutshell Liverpool keepers where now nah, that was a punch know, pass eh it wasn't that a, was punch a punch pass, pass. It, was, it was it was it was a punch that we got away with that we didn't get away with you know uh, against uh, Wanyama's thunderbolt but this one. Was a was definitely a far worse punch, but then he went in to make a brilliant save where he made himself big. About, about, literally about a minute later, so it's the consistency. And yes, you know we need to give him a chance until the end of the season to see what he's really made of now, because every game will be crucial and every mistake will be scrutinised. He will be under pressure, so I think it's a perfect time to see what kind of keeper he is mentally as well in terms of coming back into the team and sort of if he's got the confidence to make that. Uh, spot his number one because if he doesn't there will definitely be a keeper coming in so I think it's I think it's a good situation for, for us and for him that to, that's my main know. thing as well I just want to see him given a run like I'm not mm. saying he's 100% going to be our keeper he might he may not but I want to give him a fucking chance to see if he can because yeah, no, from, from his talents he, he should be the the issue is with our with us, our fans I'm not blaming the fans here it's not I'm not calling, calling him out or anything, but he hasn't got enough credits in his locker to make the mistakes yet. So when he does make a mistake, people aren't like, ah, he doesn't do them often. When he makes a mistake, he's put up, pulled up on it. Until he starts pulling off more and more good performances, that'll keep on happening. I think, um, for me, with the with the Carriers thing, I think he's done well today. I think there was one or two, maybe the punch, there was one, I think it's about 10 minutes from the end, where he, he punches and he, he should really catch. Um but other than that, I thought he was alright. Just a couple of things from Periscope. Um, it looks like Grizz's agent is um, reporting math for plagiarism. Um, that's the word of the week. Um, but it looks like he is um, because you robbed his tweet. Uh, Ian, um, just that period of the game where, where Southampton... I fucking robbed Rob Michael Jackson's jacket. Yeah, yeah. Well, well look, it swings and roundabouts, Ian. Um, just just going on that, that period of the game um, where Southampton on top. Although, yeah, they have the odd chance. There's nothing where it's it's last ditch, is it? They are getting the odd chance. But, you know, it's good to have a keeper there that, for me, is looking more and more confident every game he's playing. I thought they were going to score, to be honest. They had a decent period. We're still not very, as a unit, we're not very tight, are we? You can still get in behind us. There's still space in and around in front of the back four. So that needs sorting. I didn't think Matty was overly impressive. Do you know what I mean? He, he seems to get tagged out of position. And I thought Carrius done all right. You know what I mean? But it, he's done he's done nothing that he shouldn't do, though. You know what I mean? He, he hasn't like Matt just sat there when he, when he robbed my opinion from last week. He hasn't done any world class saves or anything where you think fucking hell. He's just done his job. Just done his job. He, he done he, he flaps at a couple, and he he doesn't fill me with confidence when the ball's in the box. But give him credit, he's he's coming. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather he fucked up coming than fucked up by not not coming. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go mad over him. I don't think he's fucking Dino's off at the minute. I just think he's just doing his job. He's doing the he's doing the minimum that I'd expect from a keeper. Like 
Yeah, no, look, it's, we... Which is more than what we used to. Yeah, we all, we're going to overanalyze keepers until we have one that's in goal for probably a full season where mistakes are at a minimum and, and he's not letting, you know, one and two shots go in the net. But look, we, we get on to um, 2-0, 42 minutes. It's Salah again. Um, Ian, I'll stay with you because you have to wait ages for these two to fucking finish. So I'll stay with you. Um, it's just a cracking goal, isn't it? It's just one of those where you just you just kind of clap and go, fucking hell, what a goal. Ma, you know what? It, it's football porn, isn't it? Back heels, all that type of stuff. Proper samba football. But like we were just saying before, you can try little flicks in and around the box, but they tend to be quite in quite pl- close proximity to where they want the ball to go. It's just almost like a through ball from yeah. behind himself from about 15 yards. It's yeah. proper, proper vision. Technique, he knows exactly where he wants it. There's no luck, no luck involved. Salah can't believe his luck. Every now and again, they're the type of moves that you need when we're playing sides like Southampton, US Broms. That's the type of ingenuity you need around the box. Something like that can that can just unlock unlock the defence, and it it won't get goal of the month for nothing like that because the finish is quite quite simple. But fuck me, that's some seriously high level of ability from for me and all that like. I think you go a long way to see a better goal in this month. I really do. Um, it's, it's, it's tremendous. It's tremendous. Matt, the team, the, 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 Ian says the finish is quite simple. He makes it look easy because he's just he's that confident. But And the, the back here is probably is about 15 yards. But Firmino is very intelligent what he does. He knows that centre-half is close up against him. So he knows the space is in behind. And again, isn't it a sign of the confidence of Firmino and that, that link-up and, intel- and that... Yeah, that link up he has with Salah that he just knows. I'll put it in there because that fucking fella's way faster than all of them. He'll get there. Yeah. Good. Grizz, um, <laughs> when, it comes, when it comes to the goal, Grizz, um, how, how happy were you? Was that jacket off? Was it swinging around your head? Yeah, that, 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 that goal was pure. The thing is, I mean, the beauty of our forwards is, the beauty of our forwards is that we can be, because that was, a, that was after a, a dodgy half after we scored because we lost control in my opinion we didn't we weren't we weren't playing good at all and then because of the the, the, the invention and the trickery of our forwards we can always rely on something out of nothing and that was literally something other like I mean you know as as uh, Ian said you try those tricks and flicks all the time and sometimes they come off in the crowd sort of uh, when they don't come off sorry the crowd sort of moans like I'll oh, get hold of the ball there and sort of don't give away, you know, um, possession in those tight gaps. But Bobby is such class, and and, and and it wasn't a, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't a, a, just a basic one too. He actually sort of played it ahead of Salah into a gap. He actually, it was like a, I don't know how you describe that skill, Ian. When they do that, I don't know how that's just how that's described. But it was like whatever that skill is called, a through ball version of that. It was actually yeah. a through ball into Salah's path. And did anyone have any doubts? I mean, Salah's not. Salah does miss easy chances sometimes. He's accused of missing easy chances. But this one, there was ever, never any doubt. 2-0 up after getting an early goal and then sort of falling asleep. Or I don't know what happens to us. Our midfield lost control again. And that is the only sort of bad thing about that, that game where that 30 minutes we lost control in midfield. And it is a worry going forward, I'd say. Um, but But... You know, the forwards pull something out of the bag and then 2 0 we're coasting after him. Do you know, even if Salah hadn't scored that chance, I wasn't asked. I was celebrating anyway. The pass was that good. That, that was as good as a goal for me. The, the 2 0 was just a bonus. Yeah. I'm all over that, mate. 
Samba football all the way. Yeah, no, it's happy days. Um, forty-two minutes, so half time comes. It's it's two 0 for Liverpool, and I don't know about Jules, but I'm sitting there going, but we definitely need three here. We definitely need yeah, three. we need four. It's we need four, four. Yeah. And Martin Tyler was thinking, Jesus, two 0 up is worse than one 0 um, <laughs> You know, so um, but I was looking at the bench thinking, where's Skirtle? Hoping I'll fucking bring on Skirtle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now the second half starts, and for me, this. Although we don't score second half, uh, Matt, I'll let you say a bit more on this one. Um, <laughs> for me, the second half is more impressive than the first. Uh, I know we don't score, but the control and of which we take the game, I thought, was very, very impressive from us. You've literally just stole everything I said to you earlier. Yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> we played a lot better in the second Swing, half. Swings and roundabouts, Matt. <laughs> We're calm as a bitch, yeah. Chicken um, karma. <laughs> chicken calm as a bitch. Now, um, yeah, we played far better second half. I mean, we didn't play too bad in the first. We just, we look a bit shaky. Uh, we've been on a, an okay run. Not what we're used to. Uh, a few losses, a few draws. So I think that showed a bit in the first half and we're still getting uh, finding our feet in the game. Uh, the last time these three midfielders played together as well, we didn't have the best game. Uh, was it West Brom? Sorry, I don't know. Ian's really bored about right there, Ian, mate? Yeah. No, I was just, sorry, just uh, don't like him. You're just hungover, be honest. Come on, talk to, talk to the group. Talk to the group. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, I, I am hungover, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie. Sorry, mate. Yeah. I, I didn't say anything. I ain't putting in. <laughs> you prick. Um, yeah, it, it did sound like there was a car going past Matt's house, though. <laughs> <laughs> trucks. I don't even trucks, know what trucks, trucks. Pile of pricks. Um, yeah, pl- played well, scored two. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, we're covering all angles here, aren't we? <laughs> um, go no come no. on Grizz um, we make a sub um, fairly early in the game um, you know by Klopp standards and he takes off Oxley Chamberlain and he puts on Milner um, I don't think there was any injury there was there no no, no there wasn't an injury just a tactical thing um, it, yeah it was just it was just um, Ox and uh, Emery just seemed to I mean we, we normally criticise Ginny in away performances but I thought I thought that was Ginny's one of one of Ginny's better away performances recently. I know it wasn't much. I know it wasn't much, but I did I did see him make a lot of off the ball runs backwards and forwards. And his energy levels were high. He was demanding the ball slightly more, but Emery and Ox were very very poor. And you know it could it could easily have been Emery who went off. I thought Milner, Hamid Milner again. I thought it was a calming influence when he came on. I thought he he helped. Uh, Trent out far more on that right wing when he came back. I think by then we were basically playing a four four two, in effect, uh, or a four two 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 that you play uh, that some people uh, suggest it is. But I thought James Milner uh, did actually have a calming influence on the team. Say what we want about him, he is experienced and he knows how to sort of make the right decision in the right place. Maybe his legs can't sort of uh, keep up with his brain anymore. But in terms of his positional sense and when to sort of you know, just just in front of uh, uh, young Trent, I thought it was I thought it was a significant substitution. And you're right, it was 59th minute, so it's very early from Klopp. You know, it's about time <laughs> Klopp's uh, subs had some sort of influence in the game, and I thought that was very clever substitution. What midfield do you want to see on Wednesday? Opposite um, of yours. If it was me, um, you don't. <laughs> uh, John Henderson and Alden. Um, yeah, I think I think I think I, I think Henderson definitely comes back. 
I can see... So Genie, Zamb- it's an away game. He can't put Genie in. He, he doesn't No, exist. he can, but I, I, I can see Jean getting a rest, Matt. He did really... He is sort of tiring. That was his worst game in a long time. That I, I thought he was really, really poor. So I, I think it's about time he has a little rest. Oh, yeah, no, I was, I was replying to Gav. I mean, um, but you think he's going to take Chan out in one of the biggest games of the season? I don't. Chances, boy. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I, th- I think until he goes Juve. I think okay. I think I think he looks for Jan and, and Henderson to be two in front of the back four um next week against Porto. I think they're looking to get out of that game with you know, a score draw or something better to bring back to Anfield. Oh sorry, I'll, sorry, I'll sorry, take it sorry. Oh no, sorry. Just to, just to, just to butt in Steve O uh Steve sideways finally made finally made a sensible point. Oh, yeah. Actually yeah. a fact, True you that. know, normally his opinions are quite crap but this one's a fact so he's come out with Chan is suspended for Wednesday so he's actually yeah. spot on the okay. stand oh, so hasn't done anything though since City just, has he just a quick question mm-hmm. to all you lads um, with that win today Razor um, from the Trippers um, everyone's favourite Tripper I think Razor because he's sound he's not a cunt like the rest of them um, Razor says that win makes sure that we have another free hit um, everyone think we've another free hit now in the bank Chris is that one free hit in the bank now? Well, next next Saturday is a very, very pivotal weekend, guys. Next Saturday is we have West Ham. I mean, I, we don't like to look too forward, but if we skip the Porto game and just down the Premier League, next week is it Man United-Chelsea? And we've yeah. got West Ham at home. Yeah. Um, does anybody know if Man United-Chelsea is before us? We're first. We're on Saturday us. at three, and then I think Man United-Chelsea is on Sunday. All right. Uh, All just, right. I just want to touch on... Um, Touch on a couple of um, couple of players that are being mentioned here. Uh, Ian Mane, um, still still kind of a mixed reaction over Mane and his, in, his input to the team. And I said it to you before the pod that I don't think he's doing anything that's costing us games, like missing chances. That is the difference between us winning and losing. I think he's doing all right. Are you worried over him, or do you see a little bit of progress in him and he's getting there slowly but surely? Yeah, I'm not worried. I just don't think he's at his optimum level. Do you know what I mean? I think if we had another top top wide forward on the bench, I think he'd probably be having a bit of a rest, uh, take him out of the side for a little bit. But it, he's not he's not high, then he's shown for the ball, He's you know what I mean? He's still a threat, he's still getting in positions, he's still getting assists. I think he's just second-guessing himself a little bit at the minute. Maybe he's, he's taking a split second longer to make a decision. But that's just that just can't part and parcel of not being very confident and being in your top form, do you know what I mean? But... No, I've got no concerns with him whatsoever. I think he's mustard, Mane. I just think his form's getting magnified a bit just because of how good the other fella is on the other side. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, what's Salah I'm always back. I wouldn't go that far. Um, what Salah is doing is, is you know, overshadowing Mane. I think I think Mane has another four or five goals this season. I think he's doing very, very well, but I think he's still being over over by Salah and overshadowed. Um Ma, um, Mane for me done all right today. I, I I didn't have a problem with his performance. He'd won he'd won good chance in the first half, I think, where the defender rushes him. But I don't. He doesn't stand out to me as someone where you think, I oh, know he's really really off form. No, same as what Ian said. I mean, I actually looked at his uh, numbers, and they're not even. I think they were actually better than last year. Um, that was two weeks ago. I looked at it, and he scored and assisted more per game than he did last year. As Ian said, he's just getting overshadowed by two other great players in the front three, really. 
uh, especially Salah, but Bobby as well, who's now scoring and assisting a lot more than he did last season. So he he, he looks off. I think that's the weird thing that I can't get my head around. He looks as a player, he looks off. Um, he's taking that split second longer, as Ian said. Uh, but his numbers are there. His number, he's doing well. So you can't really slag him off or hold it against him when he's still scoring and still assisting. Go on, Grizz, what are you saying? Let's just, um, sorry, Grizz, I wanted to put something to you. Um, a couple of people are saying that Manny is, is trying too hard at times. Um, I wanted to put that to you. Do you agree with it? And the second part of the question is, um, do you think Manny is getting off a little bit lightly with his form? I don't think so, but do you think he might be getting off a little bit lightly with his form because of that lack of actual quality cover in that position? Yeah, the, the, when people say someone's trying too hard, I haven't got an issue with that. I'd want my players to try hard, especially when they're out of form. I want them to try harder. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, when, when people say try harder, I think they may mean sort of in terms of his uh, decision-making is a bit off. And that comes, as Ian said before, back with confidence. It comes with when players are confident or not. When you're confident, you make all the right decisions. So that will come. What I was going to ask you guys was your opinion on, do you think, do you think, because Mane's been playing, because Mane's best season for us was while he was on the right, wasn't it? Was it? Was he on the right last season, wasn't he, Ian? He was, yeah. yeah. And so do you think his, Do you think this the switch this season to the left has an effect on his sort of <clears throat> play? Because he has, he's, he's basically predominantly played on the left side, hasn't he? He hasn't sort of, they haven't rotated wings with Salah. Maybe that's got an, uh, uh, um, had an effect on his sort of game. Maybe I don't know. Didn't he play left of Southampton though? He did exactly. That's the funny thing. We bought him off the form from Southampton, where he was playing predominantly left side. But then he had his best season, stats wise and everything wise, on a right. I don't know. It's mad, isn't it? Because he should be better suited to playing on the left. Because he's right-footed, so he, he come in, he gets more opportunities. And it's under restraint, yeah. Yeah, there could be something to that. You know what I mean? It, maybe he's he's like overthinking what he's doing when he's when he's cutting in from the flank, and that split second is all it takes for you to lose the opportunity. Do you know what I mean? But I've got no concerns over him. He's only one game away from getting a fucking blister and that's He's never he's never that far off off exploding. You know what I mean? I, I think he's brilliant. Like, no, I I just think um, I said I said it last week or the week before. I think. The this thing where Everton where he didn't release the ball I think is still in Liverpool's fans' minds and I think that's kind of having an effect on their opinion on him. He's in he's in he's in a team that's winning games the majority of the time. He's not having glaring misses. He's working hard for the team. He may need a little bit more to get back to top form. If he gets back to top form, um, he's as good as Salah in my opinion. It could be pivotal in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It could be pivotal in this last running because. Yeah. He, um, Ian, before the podcast said he believes Mane is a better footballer than Salah. I agree with you. I think he's all round game. He's a better footballer, but the impact Salah has at the moment. I'm not sure about that. No, no, mm. it's very no. I, I do. I think we're um, split fifty fifty. The screen maybe so, maybe so. But when you when you watch Salah, <laughs> it'll be seventy thirty with you. You fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Now> what? <laughs> what? I think it was something racist. He's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but if you if you watch Mane before the season started away at um, away at Bourne, he was brilliant. If you watch him at the start of the season, particularly against Arsenal, he was absolutely sensational. And his intelligence in the game, where he's doing these little reverse back heels and stuff like that, I think Mane is or Salah is just so much impact and so direct. You know, there's there's very few 
fancy like even even the goal against Spurs last week, he doesn't do much with the ball. It's, it's his manoeuvring of, the, of his body. I think they're both f- fabulous players. But I think Mane, if he gets to the state or the form that Salah's on at the minute, you can't really pick between them. I don't think so. I think just give Mane that little bit more time. But at the moment, we're getting away with it because he's in a team that the majority of the time are doing alright. Um, lads, um, I, I, sorry, I, I think with Mane. Mane could lose a bit of pace and he'd still be able to play in a different position because I think he, he's got two feet, he's got power, and he can shoot with both feet. Well, I think Salah's Salah, been chopped off or something? No, but Salah, oh. he doesn't use his right foot, does he, really? He's all left foot. And, and, he's, and he's, he's, oh, he's just pure, pure pace. I think if Salah lost some of his pace, I don't think he'd be nearly as effective as Mane would if Mane lost some of his pace. Listen, it's a good argument to have. You know what I mean? They're both top drawer. I'm not, I'm not saying Salah's shit. Salah's numbers are phenomenal. I just think Mane has got more to his game than Salah. Salah's just off the charts form-wise at the minute, Lee. Yeah, but I think if, if you can get Mane, if Mane is currently at 80%, if you can get Mane even up to 90%, he's probably adding, instead of five goals, he's probably adding seven or eight goals before the end of the season. It makes a massive difference to us. I'm not worried over him. I think he'd be just fine. Um, I've actually got goals up here, if you want to know. Yeah. So this season, he's no, on it. we don't. I yeah, do. Last season he scored a goal every 187 <laughs> minutes. Mm. This season he's on two three two, so yeah. he is a bit below. Yeah, but that's yeah. okay. You know what I mean? It's I'm alright with that. It's one in two and May- a half games. Is that right? Maybe maybe Man City aside, he gets in every side in the Prem, doesn't he? So <laughs> yeah, that's how good he is. He get in most sides around Europe as well. So good point. You're not yeah. swapping him for anyone, are no, you? No, you're not. You're not. Mm. And, Listen, um, for everything you've done last season, if this is the dip, I'll take the dip all day fucking long. Do you put him on the right and risk uh, put Salah on the left? No. I put, I put, him, on, I put no. him on the right. Only you, don't to, you don't want to change so, Salah? No, 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 no. So just put it on the uh, Perry. Just, just leave that. Salah where he is. Just fucking leave him where he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting 85, 85 goals this season. Yeah, if you just leave, leave him there. If you leave Salah where he is, you're fine. If you end up where Salah has to go up front, I would move Mane to the right-hand side because if that's where he feels a bit more comfortable and you can get that bit out of him, you know, to compensate for Salah going up front, I think Salah can fucking play anywhere. It's just the way he plays. He's so direct. I'd rather play Mane Intelligence, than Salah. Intelligence. Hey? So I'd rather play Mane, Mane centre-forward than Salah. I just don't want to mess with Salah. I just, I want to, I just leave him where he is. Yeah. I, I, just, I was just going to say, the thing is, putting Mane through the middle... I wouldn't want to move Bobby. So it's a tricky one, yeah. you know what I mean? But, I think it only comes I, I, down to it, Grace. I think it only comes down to it if, if, if Firmino is injured. Or if you go back to that 4 2 2 2 fucking make. I was just going to say, yeah. Uh, if you go back one. to that and you say, okay. The two look, behind the two behind the two. Yeah, in front of all them. Um, you could say, okay, Firmino goes up and you play Salah off and you move Mane right and you put someone else left, whether it be a Lalana or something. That might work. But to have them options is great. Lads, um, just to, just to finish off on the game, um, sorry, you, you get to see Lalana come back. He misses a chance at the end. That's you know he's the new signing, like a new signing. Um, you have that, but there was plenty of chances. And I thought, you know, with a game coming up in, in Europe in midweek, I thought that last half hour was fairly alright, wasn't it? I mean, it was one of those where you could just get through it and no injuries, no concerns, no stress, and we're happy. Yeah, I, listen. If the, I think if there was more riding on the game, I think we could have went up another level, another gear. It, we got in about three or four opportunities where we should have scored. Maybe Lan definitely should have scored, uh, but it was just nice and simple. I think Southampton were out on the feet. 
uh, we we never really had to play at our, our absolute best, and we were in con- the last thirty minutes was the most we were in control in, in the whole game. I think, Lee. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ma, um, Grizz is telling you on Periscope to concentrate on the pods. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just I, I, hold on on the game as well. Uh, Matt's, Matt's our money. Where sort of he's not contrib- you know, he's, he's still making that contribution, but he's just sort of, you know, <laughs> off, he's off been full. better. Yeah, he's been he's, better. Yeah. Around this time last season, because I noticed this game that uh, we all sat off, so the front didn't press as much. We sat yeah. back, especially first half, a lot more than second. So the front lads sat back. They didn't, they didn't press the numbers as they usually do. I mean, one guy will close the space more than actually two of them going to close the man. Um, and I think that's purpose by on purpose by Klopp. Because we've done the same at this time last year, and we sat back and saved our legs, and we got through uh, a few games, one nils, two nils. It's when we were picking up that run, and it started our run before the end of the season when we kicked on and went on to get the fourth. Uh, I think because of our lack of options and how Klopp is, that's what we're doing. I think we looked a bit off today, but I think it was on purpose. Oh, so you think it was a we- tactic, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of- With the game on Wednesday, well, no- yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I 100% it, it, it was noticeably uh, we were well back. Yeah, and I think um, despite the control in the second half and the chances we had, we, as Ian said, we could have went up another gear. But Klopp's probably looking at this after a hard period, December, January. He's looking at us saying we've two games in a week. I think then we don't play. Don't we're we off don't. next week. Yeah, we've got days. next week. Yeah, so he's probably looking at going, you know, get through this game, minimum of us. We can go in with Porto. That's what makes me think I don't think there'll be a hell of a lot of changes for Porto um, because of the way we got through this game. Uh, Grizz, um, you mentioned something to me, or probably to all of us there at the start of the pod, and it's the last player I want to touch on in the game. And it's Virgil van Dijk. He makes his return to Southampton today. We've touched on Lovren and how... When he went there, the crowd got at him, his nerves got at him, he came off at half time during one game. Um but Van Dijk just strolled in there as if he mean nothing to me. Um I'm gonna play the game, I need to play. And he he was I thought he was more or less perfect for the game. I think it was a masterclass, Gav. It was an absolute masterclass from uh, Virgil van Dijk, everything that we were hoping for when we paid those big bucks, we actually saw it in abundance today. Um it was just, it was just his, his, it was calmness personified. I mean, some, some, some. There are some doubt. Some people will say that his start hasn't been the best. Like he's made a couple of rash clearances in a couple of games, which is absolutely normal when you're playing in a new back four, especially in a Liverpool back four. Um, you know, the the uncertainty over the keeper, sort of his partner, new team, new pressures. You're expected to play in a total different way at Liverpool, so. You know, I think he got a bit of a hard time from certain certain uh, sections of the fan base. But I thought today he came into his own. I thought that is what we spent £75 million on. Because I thought he was commanding. He was assured. We didn't... Even in that first half where, the, where Southampton didn't have any, any chances, a few, sorry, a few chances, I wasn't overly concerned, especially f- because of... Virgil van Dijk's aura and his presence there. And in the second half, he just sort of just grew into it even more. You know, at one stage, he even got bored and actually made a, a brilliant run down the left where sort of just he, so he nearly assisted in a goal and he smiled at the crowd. And the beauty of it, you know, it was almost an arrogance and sort of, you know, I'm superior to that. He was actually toying with the crowd as opposed to the total opposite of the hapless Lovren. We don't want to 
go on about Lovren too much, but sort of, do you remember when Lovren got subbed at half time, wasn't it? It was, in, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this was totally opposite. Lovren let the crowd get to him and his performance just went to shit. Whereas uh, VVD was absolutely assured in everything he'd done in, in terms of his passing, his calmness. Even he was he was even playing passes with his headers. Like he wasn't just headering it away. He was actually playing into a fullback, into Rob, Robbo's or, or TAA's path, Tars path, I should say. Um, but um, I thought it was just the immaculate. I think it was just probably the finest centre back performance I've seen from a Liverpool centre back uh, this season, in my opinion. I thought it was that good. Ian, it's not difficult. Um, Ian, we go on a lot about the attitude of players, you know, the mental fortitude they have. And for me, Van Dijk showed what a lot of Liverpool players over the last probably 10 years haven't showed. And that's somebody that's able to come into a game, the whole crowd is against you, and he's able to go in there and he's able to just go, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm really, really good at what I do, and I'm going to show it. He didn't let anything get it to him emotionally. And... As well as that, he looked he looked at extra five percent. I think on top of what he looked at Tottenham, um, is he starting to prove what he can be? I know it's early days, but is he starting to prove it for you? Yeah, mate. I think there's been signs in pretty much every game that he's a he's elite level. You know what I mean? At no point do you watch him and he's like a fish out of water or nothing. And I, I, I mean, as a fan base, we tend to praise one by criticising another, do you know what I mean? So I don't really like to do it, but what Chris just said there, he, he's right. The, the, the best example you can say is Lovren, the same club, the same situation, same position. He, he kind of spat his dummy out before he signed for us, and he crumbled in their ground when they booed him. Van Dyke revelled in it, he wasn't asked. He was just like, and what? So Some players just go up a level when you boo them, do you know what I mean? They, they, they think, well, fuck you then, I'll show you how good I am. And I just think, I think he's that. I mean, one of the ITKs on Twitter posted in the week that he thought he'd had a shit start to his career, but I think he's full of shit. I think he's, I think he's, he's all right. He, he hasn't been impervious to certain criticisms, you know what I mean? But like Chris just said there, he's coming to a brand new back four. We get very little protection, do you know what I mean? It, it's possibly the hardest side to defend in, in the Prem Liverpool because we're all our fucking full, our full backs are wingers. All our midfielders can't get back or don't get back. And and you need an extra lover and all Matty, and you behind that you've got a goalie who's fucking scared scared of getting it with the ball. So, in spite of all that, I think he's been excellent. Like like he says, he passes with headers. He does pedders, pedders. <laughs> yeah. Don't you fucking start this fella's over here shouting ta because he won't say fucking Arnold for fuck's sake. Um, vivid, um, vivid and ta. Vivid, yeah, vivid. Um, ma, um. I want to move on um, to you and I want to get to this news during the week about the Anfield Road and the extension that's going on. Before I do, just quickly, the comments are still coming in on Periscope. Um, keep them coming. If you have any random questions, get them in. We might do a few near the end. Um, I think we've, we've won or two in there already. But just keep sharing the broadcast, keep interacting, keep doing all that and we'll do our best to comment or, on this or, or get back to you on Periscope. Matt, um, the Anfield Road extension... Um, news came out about that this week where it looks like it will bring attendances or the capacity at Anfield up to around 61,000 um, despite what some people say and the conspiracy theories that go on around it it's another plus isn't it it's another positive for the club you've come to the right man for this though go on yeah, man. I, I, I know I have 
Uh, absolutely fuck off what people say. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because they were umming and ahhing over the Anfield Road end. <clears throat> because there's no corporate seats. It's not really a big enough extension where it's going to give them a lot of money straight away. It's one of the things they've done for the fans and not for themselves. <clears throat> and it, who gives a fuck where the money comes from? It's the Liverpool pot. Wherever you want it, it's assigned here, 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 here. We all have no idea. We're all making it up. We're all just guessing. This, improving that is something the fans have pushed for. And as I said, it's going to take, I think their study says it's going to take 15, 20 years from the season ticket, from the ticket sales to pay it back, which that's that's a bad investment. From, from someone like John Henry, who's <clears throat> so business-focused, that's a bad investment for him. And he hasn't done it for him or any or FSG or any of that. He's done it because he wants Anfield to be bigger so more fans can get in. So the atmosphere is better. He's, he's done it for the fans. And, and anyone who argues differently is just blind by their own hatred of FSG. It's just absolute bollocks. No, you see, the thing is, right... Um... Oh, here we go. No, no, I get... Chief FSG out here. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm, I, you know I'm not. Um, but the thing about this is, right, if you look at it, I agree with you, it's a bad investment if you're looking to make money off it. I think aesthetically it'll look very well with the main stand <coughs> and the Anfield Road end being more or less matched up in, in, in height and stature because the Anfield Road end looks dwarfed at the moment. Um, it's, it's probably an extra 7,000 people in the ground which is another good thing. You know, it's a noisy end down there as well. Yeah, but the, but the, only, good, the only good thing fans. is, and I don't know, any of can jump in on this, what happens, and I'm not saying it will, but this is going to be the argument. If we get to the, if we get to the end of this summer and we've, we have a net spend of 50 million, 60 million, people are going to turn around and say, where's the other 70 or 80? Oh, it's gone on the Anfield Road end. Don't get me wrong, it's a good thing, it's a good thing. but I think... They need to have this as a good thing separately to everything else because it could, be a, it could, be, it could be a rod for that back. That's all I'm saying. Listen, listen, you don't fucking announce plans like that that are going to happen in 2019 next year without having it in place for the last two... Last year, at least. Yeah, yeah, you, don't yeah, just, you don't just get the casino money and go, right, we're fucking building a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? There's a lot, a lot of fucking meetings. And there's a lot of stuff that's going to go into building a stadium. I'd love if I happened like that. I think our friend of the pod, Jatine, mentioned it, I think, Matt, that these plans have been in place since 2016, haven't they? Well, yeah, they had to put put them forward because there was actually a deadline on the uh, yeah. planning permission, which they extended. So planning permission is, what, uh, three years or something like that? Um, so anyway, the plans have been there for ages. They've gone ahead of it, not because of the Coutinho money. I fully believe there's different pots of money for different parts of the business. You, you, that's how you do it. I mean, my company, you, you have service department, you have sales department, you, you have all the different departments, you, engineering and snagging and all that. You don't fucking just twat money around. I thought you were, I thought you were a motorbike courier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, deliver room for me, mate. Um, <laughs> deliver You don't just fucking bounce money around. Everything's got a budget and yeah. this would have been within the budget and I don't think it'll affect the fucking transfer budget. All right, we'll probably know more in the summer, but... I, I still think a lot of the Coutinho money was eaten up by Van Dijk and Kaiser in advance anyway. Uh, but I still think we'll have around 70 to 150 million 
after player sales. Watchest. Um, don't say fucking watchest. I'll, I'll fucking delete you now. Watchest. Um, and that and that's me being a super fan because look, I got I got tops up. Yeah, yeah. You wore your jersey today. You didn't change it. You're cool, cool white top. No. <laughs> Uh, Ian, he's doing that to royal you. I know he's fucking doing that to royal you. Um, Ian, this is this is a good thing. You know, you live in the city. Um, you go to games. You know, you, you know a lot of people that are years and years on a, on a waiting list for season tickets. You'll he's, know from, he's from St. Allen's. He's Ian. Ian, don't mind him. Um, but he, you know, you know people that are, are years on on waiting list for season tickets. You know people that you know trying to get tickets and paying way over the odds because of the way things have gone with the demand. Um, for you, this, this it has to be a good thing, doesn't it? And you know, I said it could be a rod for that back, but I'm just I'm trying to look at it the way other people will online will look at it and wait for this to happen in the summer. Yeah, how can how can improving the infrastructure of your business? for the next 30, 40 years, not be a positive. I don't get it. Football signings are hit and miss. We could spend £80 million on a player tomorrow who could then fucking die in a car crash the day after. You know what I mean? There's no guarantee. <laughs> we, we, and that's extreme. Uh, very. It's extreme. But do you know what I mean? Or he could be dog shit. Absolute, put on six stone and fucking come on our pod. Do you know what I mean? He could be absolutely dog shit. Whereas investing in the... In the the training complex is getting a fifty million pound overall. A new state, a new a new stand. Like I said on on Twitter, signing players is short term. This is looking long term. There's not one does not have like bit like Matthew said there. One does not have to affect the other. You can you can have different pots of money for different aspects of your business. The Anfield Road, it is it's good atmosphere in there because you're out by the away fans, so you can have some proper banter with them. But there is some seriously restrictive views in that state, in that in that part of stand. It, it's it, it's dated to death. Do you know what I mean? So I just don't see how anyone anyone who's got a problem with it are just so ingrained in their hatred for FSG that nothing they do is ever going to be treated with any sort of gratitude. It's always going to be yeah. yeah. It's always going to be well well. If they're doing that, that, that means not doing this. And if they, you know what I mean? Just fucked a lot of them. The stadium's getting made bigger. Uh, don't get me wrong. If we don't buy any players in the summer, then you can say, all right, you, you, you know what I mean? We, we need to, we needed to invest in the playing staff as well. Yeah, I was, was going to give the other side. I was, I was going to give us not the other side to that, but I was going to say what you've said absolutely spot on. But. And there's always oh. a... a <laughs> what yeah. you said now is absolutely spot on, yeah. all right? But, 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 no, no, but, oh, yeah. I think you're an ugly but, cunt. No, yeah. but, no, but the other side is what you've also added at the end is we have to wait until the summer to see that there is significant investment in the team, as we know is needed, especially, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're in the Champions League again. Yeah, so we're going to the Champions League again. The same, the same drama is going to happen with in terms of sort of the fixture congestion, the squad numbers, the field replacement, you know, whatever, whatever. So we know there's significant investment needed in the actual playing squad on the pitch. Off the fi- off the pitch, we know they're probably as good as anyone, as as any owners about, in the, definitely in the Premier League. You know, in terms of off the pitch, what they've done for us. The infrastructure, as you said, spot on. And, 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 as, and as you guys said, this is forward thinking. You're right. This is not short-term thinking. They're not going to fucking recoup their money in like two years, as Matt says, right? Just because they've built a, a, a new stand, or sort of improved a new stand. Uh, stand. But the investment on the pitch, that is what people who are, let's say, anti-FSG will look to. 
And I, I think they, ha- I, I think the the, the 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 rational ones have a point in terms of it can't and it shouldn't affect the spending yeah. on the pitch. And I don't think it will, to be honest with you. As Matt says, even in his Pizza Hut, uh, the one he works at, they've got like different sections so of spend. So even uh, so, FSG definitely have got sort of allotted, you know, uh, sp- expenditure. What expenditure have you um, set aside for your gym that we haven't seen in four months? How's that going? Uh, put it on hold. I'm going to go to the toilet one second. I'll be back in a bit. Are you serious? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you, know else, you know what else I noticed? You're drinking out of that glass and you've drinked about 85 times. Sugar-free, sugar-free orange juice. There's about five mils. And before now, but... that, I had halal water. Halal a downed water. A, a downed glass of halal water halal and sugar-free juice. Okay, sorry, Chris. Just Matt, I, am, I just want to come to you. Um, there's a there's a comment in here, and it says, um, "Can contract question mark fill us in, Matt?" <laughs> My stance has not changed. Yeah. The lad is signing. He's staying. Yeah, he's fucking he, not. Did you not see? Did you not see that captain's armband looks so pretty around his arm today? Yes. Yeah, uh, he's staying. It's, it's done. Uh, there's, there's no discussion. It's done. Don't say done. Okay. Don't say done. No, no, hold on. Don't say done. done. It's not done. What I'd like to see you right? That bus has summit. sailed. That bus has sailed. <laughs> if, if, if in the summit we go out and spend two hundred million pounds on players, are the people who've been complaining about us spending the Coutinho money on the stadium are they going to come back out and go fair enough? I, I was wrong. No, you see, we should have spent 350 million. They're never, some of them are never going to be no, happy. Some of them are never happy. Um, and they've every right not to be happy. If that's the way they want to be, look, they, they can be like that. All right. But the thing is, it, I don't think it's the amount of money you spend. I think it's if you identify three positions in your team that you need. So, say for example, say goalkeeper, midfielder, and an attacker that can play across the front line. If Klopp wants certain three players and it costs him 100 million for the three of them, fine. If it costs him 300 million for the three of them, fine. The money doesn't matter. It's who he wants and who he gets. All right? But now, it, no, now, I, now I, I've, I've defended... The way of thinking, money. Say it again. That's logical. That's logical yeah. to think yeah. that way. Yeah. Some, some people, the net spend brigade, aren't they, who just go, oh, well, we, we should have 80 million pounds left. But yeah. he mightn't want to spend that. He might need to spend that. Yeah, but net spend is, is irrelevant because it, we could turn around, say, for Aaron's sake, sign Jan on a contract the next season, sell him for 80 million. And 80 million is not a mad number because that's the way the market is. But, so net spend, forget it. Same way transfer fees is irrelevant. It, it, that's all gone now. And people that try to use it as an excuse are a bit mad, in my opinion. And it's, 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 a, it's a tired argument. Um, but uh, you see, I wasn't. When it comes to things like this, say, Coutinho, for argument's sake, it was more not getting the person in. It wasn't that we didn't spend 140 million. If he'd have spent 50 and got the player he wanted to replace Coutinho, I think most people would be alright. And I say most, and I lose. I use that loosely. I really do. But I want to get away with this because I know Matt will literally fly from the boy to Dublin and fucking kill me if I go on about it anymore. Um, lads, we've been on about an hour, a little bit, little bit more. So I'm going to get down to it. And the last question. Um, I haven't got many random questions off um, Periscope. People are too busy having a great time with each other there. So the last one um, is from Amara. Did I say it right this week? You did, you got it better. Yes, yes, I've been practicing all week, Amara. Um, and the question is, um, I, I don't know if she's read us all wrong, but she, it's something along the lines of, you're clearly mm-hmm. mad um, into your fitness and stuff like that. So what, what would your, what would your uh, field and fitness regime be for the week? Um, Grizz, I'm definitely leaving you with the last mm-hmm. one. You're going to take a while to make it up. Uh, Ian, what would your field and fitness regime be for the week? 
Do you want me? What do you want me to be honest? Oh yeah, yeah. Hot noodles, soup noodles on toast. When, when I'm trying to sort my shit out, I, I will knock <laughs> knock off all the carbs and I'll swim a lot and I'll walk the dog maybe three times a day. Bollocks! Shut up, Matt. Go on. You. At the minute, and maybe for the last <laughs> nine months. <laughs> nine months. I've, I've barely walked the dog. I haven't been swimming. I've, I've lost my trunks and. I eat far too many takeaways because I can't be asked cooking. So I need to be somewhere in the middle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- I don't um, eat healthy at the moment. Like. I don't know if that's your matter that's on um, Periscope there that says it was a totally sarcastic question. We did get that. You wouldn't have thought. We're not that fucking brain dead. We're close to but we're not that brain dead. Um, Who is this? Ma. Ma. Out in Dubai. Watch your, watch your, apart from your delivery Wednesday, Thursday and Friday night when you're cycling that bike. Um, what is your field and fitness regime? I reckon I've actually got one of the best fitness regimes out there. Mm. I just, I like, you know, there's Juice Plus stuff. I reckon I can make a lot off this. So what I do for like 30 days at the start of the year, I hammer it. No booze, nothing, but blend all my breakfast, all that type of shit. Mm. And I guess a reasonable weight. Mm. And then I put on about two two pounds a month for the rest of the year. <laughs> and, and half a stone at Christmas and just, just go all out, just that's, enjoy. That's an enjoy. Spend, isn't it? That is an Yeah, spend. exactly. No, you enjoy 11 months of the year and you hate one month. And you, I, just, I just booze, loads of beer, uh, vodka, everything. I eat takeaways, shawamas, hummus coming out my ears. I go around snorting chips, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just kill yourself for a month and then do what the fuck you want for eleven. Okay. That's right. Matt's Matt's bad month sounds like my normal weekend. Yeah, <laughs> all, all year. Yeah, I love the way you went. Well, at the minute, um, for the well, probably the last nine months. I thought you were going to say yeah, the, last, the last two weeks. <laughs> um, just, just being honest. Okay, Grace, do you remember that really expensive gym you got a half price? Well, guys, as you guys know, about nine months ago, I really joined it. I joined this really expensive gym at half price. Like I got a fantastic, <laughs> like I got a fa- like I got a fantastic deal on it. Mm. Um, lovely gym. Yeah. The, the day I saw it, I yeah. haven't been in a while. I must admit. About nine months. But um, mine's very similar to Ian's. Funny enough, <laughs> in, the, in that. When I'm on it, uh, sort of, it's all about the sugar-free orange juice and the halal water, right? And I try to, I try to live off dates. Now, Matt will know because he's 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 in that part of the world where dates is a is almost a delicacy. Matt, tell him about the nutritional value of dates. Show me. That's the ones. So they're very good for you, apparently. So I can't I normally, save me life, me. No, we know that, Ian. <laughs> But anyway, especially before you, before you start the date story, right? nah. we we um, I, I try to live up dates. But recently, yes, for, for about three four months now, I've become lazy again, and it's all about takeaways, isn't it? Ian? I mean, you know, ever since Matt introduced us to Deliveroo, uh, I think we've uh, been abusing it a bit too much. But yeah, no, the yeah, regime's well. around the corner. The regime's the regime's around the corner. Uh, I, I can about to say I I am just about to start as well next that's week. It. Just Me and about, and I are about to start. start. We start at the same yeah. time. I've had a bit, a bit of a ropey month, 
So I'm going to throw myself into it yeah, next week. I've had a rope about 16 months, but it's okay. We're, we're, back, we're, we're, yeah, we're back on it. We're, we're back on it. You broke the back of it, though, have you? Yeah, yeah we're, still, we're still on schedule to go out to Matt in around June time. And me and Matt are going to have a sparring match. We're going to try to sort of period it, live period. So that should be something to look forward to. But Matt, Matt between then and then, now and then, Matt will be an extra eight pounds on him and that will lend for reach and all that sort of stuff. I don't think you have a chance against the Grizz. Uh, my, my eating and fitness regime is just eating a lot and ignoring fitness at the minute for the last seven to eight years. Um, but uh, that's about as far as it goes with me. Um, there is no regime, and I'm not going to pretend that I'm starting the next week like these two other fucking Egypts, because they're not starting, trust me. Um, look, that's the end of it. Um, that's been the Fatback 4. We don't know what episode it is. It'll be out for download later on. It's 10 to 9 in the evening now. It'll probably be out by about 10 o'clock for you to download. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for all your comments. Um, we'll see you next week. Over and out. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.